I'm not the one who thinks I'm above the law. I'm the one that followed the law. I'm the only one. Is this like an SNL skit? He's the only one that followed the law. Okay, let's bring in Royal Oaks. He knows more about the law than all of us in this room combined together. He's also got the greatest name in radio. Royal, good afternoon. How are you? Thank you. Thanks for the compliment. Yeah, it's funny. Donald Trump sort of played lawyer yesterday, didn't he? In that half-hour speech, <laughs> he gave a lot of details about his legal defenses. and He cited statutes, the Presidential Records Act, and a lot of advice from lawyers is along the lines of, oh, don't talk about this. You know, the prosecution's listening. Let us do the speaking for you. But as we knew from Trump's past, he was not about to follow that advice. He doesn't even really have a full legal team yet. And he treated us all, including the prosecution, to a very detailed preview of how he expects to respond to these charges. Royal, he also made several false claims at the fundraiser, just things that are inherently not true. My question is, is this harmful in any way in his defense? Can this be used by prosecutors, or is just this all consumed in the public sphere and there's really no ramifications? Not really much. I listened to every word of the speech yesterday, and apart from the fact that he did give a, a good roadmap to the prosecution, which really helps them because otherwise you know, they'd have to be guessing as to which way uh, the defense team might work, I think really it was all for PR purposes. He was reaching out to his base. He was reaching out, frankly, to people who live in Miami who who might wind up on his jury. Uh, He he just came out swinging. I mean, such confidence, such anger, even humor. I mean, he had the crowd laughing with him. Uh, It was was really a remarkable performance, one of the most unusual presidential or ex-presidential speeches, uh, but not so much in terms of legal ramifications. I think this is just the, the kickoff of his defense. I mean, it was as if he'd been on, on the stump for six months. He, he was just so confident up there when most people, of course, would be sort of devastated. Their life is turned upside down. Uh, maybe he's getting used to being indicted. I don't know. <laughs> Royal, is there anything in what you heard in last night's kind of accepted celebration speech that could be harmful, harmful to him? Well, not so much harmful, except that I think his focus is going to be that, uh, look, I, under the Presidential Records Act, had a right to take whatever I wanted, and uh, Bill Clinton was treated differently. And that feeds into his argument that this is the weaponization of the criminal justice system. They're treating me differently. And it's not really clear how that's going to play in court or if the court would even permit it to be part of the focus in the criminal trial. But it definitely is part of his public outreach. Of course, the, the real wild card factor is what is this judge going to be doing in connection with pretrial motions, the attorney-client privilege argument, which is a huge deal, uh, the timing of the trial. Trump probably wants the trial to come after the election next year, because if he wins the election, he'll be in a position to have his Department of Justice dismiss the case, whereas the prosecution, I think, wants to have a quick trial. They want to have it even before the March 2024 Stormy Daniels trial up in New York City. So harmful, it's it's hard to say, but there's going to be a lot of skirmishing and maneuvering over the timing of these uh, two trials. And plus, of course, it's, uh, you know, you want to go to Vegas and bet. I, I put a lot of money on Atlanta indicting him in the next couple of months for the alleged Georgia election theft. So he's going to be juggling three trials, criminal trials, all at once, at the same time trying to run for president. So, Royal, does the judge have complete discretion as far as setting a trial date? There are obviously parameters and things to consider, but can she just decide? Yeah. The only limitation is if she just is wacky and says, you know, I want it tomorrow, 
in which case well, that would be unfair to probably everybody, but especially Trump. Or if she says, oh, we're going to put it off basically endlessly, you know, come back in 2026. Whoever doesn't like her call could go to the appellate court and say, your honors, I understand that your your, uh, your colleague on the trial court bench has a lot of discretion when it comes to setting her own schedule, but she went overboard. And so that could be reversed. But basically, yeah, uh, the prosecution is going to be pushing for a quick trial early next year. Trump will be trying to push it off. Royal, how is Trump's legal setup right now? I understand they're like some people who don't want to represent him. Does he have a full legal team? Oh, it's totally chaotic. He does not have a full legal team. His people have spent the last couple of months trying to line up some powerhouse white-collar crime criminal defense attorneys experienced in the Florida area, the Miami courthouses. They know the judges, and they weren't able to come up with a really solid full team. They came up with a couple of lawyers, but uh, a lot of firms and a lot of individual lawyers say no to Trump, first, because he has a history of not paying his lawyers, second, because the, many of them are in firms uh, that don't like Trump, and the firms say, Ixnay, we're not going to uh, take, take him on as a client. And a lot of big firms have huge clients who say to the people who run the firm, uh, you're not thinking about taking Donald Trump on as a client, are you? Because we don't like that idea. So he has had a lot of trouble finding lawyers. His message to lawyers often is, hey, you get a million dollars worth of publicity if you uh, take me on as a client, so don't worry about me paying you uh, your legal fees. He's not quite that explicit, but that's sort of the underlying message. So, yeah, he's going to be trying to supplement the team uh, as this case heats up. And he has to do it fast because there are going to be some crucial motions in the next couple of months that are be, will be briefed and argued by the attorneys. ABC's Royal Oaks is with us. Would it be possible for him to use that lack of a legal team as a delaying tactic? No, because he already has uh, some accomplished lawyers on the team, multiple attorneys. So there's no way, unless some of them just drop out, he would be able to say, hey, Your Honor, I really need a few extra months because I have some brand new lawyers. Now, if they do get fired or if they uh, just quit for some reason, then he might have a basis for saying to the judge, let's put it off. But judges are not very patient with requests for delays where it seems like maybe there's some gamesmanship going on. So I I, I don't think he can really play that card in order to get a delay. ABC's Royal Oaks in Los Angeles. Always great perspective. Thank you so much, Royal. Mm -hmm. You bet. Thanks. 